welcome to the fourth episode of our podcast, Roadside Rumors. I'm Kaul. And I'm Seneca. And today we're here with... Natasha. Tyra. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit and talk about your Instagram handles and accounts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm Natasha. I run, like, the Instagram Banana World, which mostly I just post food in front of green backgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyra? Yeah. I'm Tyra. I'm from Lyft Vegan and I post a lot of food as well as pictures of myself and I've actually gotten a lot of inspiration from Natasha lately because I just moved to a beautiful place in Australia that has a huge backyard it has like greens and everything oh it's so pretty but yeah I post like pretty food vegan photo inspiration stuff as well so but is there any special meaning behind your names like Banana World and Lyft Vegan oh mine is it's quite funny because I was just I literally just took the two things that are most important to me, or what I love the most, which is lifting weights and veganism, and I was like, lift vegan, easy, straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> What's the banana world? Banana world is just literally because, like, my first staple, like, turning vegan was banana ice cream. Oh, yeah! Uh, like, the whirl in the blender. <laughs> I remember that because in high school, Natasha would always just eat, like, she'd be like, I can't wait to go home and eat an ice cream. And I was like, what is an ice cream? Until I ate it, and my life has been changed. I, I tried ice cream for the first time because of Seneca. Oh my, like, I'm it's so, so proud. Good. It's so good. <laughs> it's the best. So, um, maybe we can start about, like, start talking, we can start by talking about why you guys decided to go um, vegan. So, for me... Before I was vegan, I was paleo, and I don't know if you guys know what paleo is, but it's like a, ugh, it's like the weird, the dumbest diet ever. That's like based off eating like our ancestors, but it has no scientific background to it. Like it's actually really, really wrong. But um, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos, and I came across a YouTuber couple called That Vegan Couple, and they actually live in Brisbane too, which is really great. And I've met them so many times, and I, which is awesome. And basically. I lived my whole life kind of knowing that I was going to go vegan one day. I don't know why. I mean, I just it always felt like it was the right thing to do. And I would always meet people that were vegan and be like, oh, that's so great. I'm You're so cool for being vegan, but I could never go vegan. Like, that, that would never happen. And it's funny because I am vegan now and I'm like the biggest advocate for veganism. But I started watching all these videos and... I always knew in the back of my mind that eating animals, like something, there was something wrong with it. Like, it just didn't feel right. But everyone else around me was doing it. So, since it was normal, it was deemed okay. But just because something's normal doesn't mean that it's right or moral to do so. And I was just thinking, you know, if I just don't watch the slaughterhouse videos, if I just pretend that it doesn't exist, if it doesn't happen, then I won't feel bad about it. When you see the slaughterhouse footage, and the reality behind the animal agriculture industry, you can't unsee it, you know, you make that connection. And um, I also learned about the environmental impact that animal agriculture is like the leading cause of climate change, and then also the health impacts, you know, eating animal protein is like leading cause of diabetes and cancer and heart disease. And when you have all these reasons, it just kind of like blends together and there's kind of no going back. What about you, Natasha? Well, like I was, super obsessed like I have to say like YouTube too like YouTube was huge for me and I feel like what it was like that phase in YouTube like in the vegan community of like high carb low fat I was just like on YouTube watching like an unlimited amount of like what vegan what I eat in a day I was just getting inspired just like food 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 and then I was started watching this girl called Claire Michelle who's like 
she's like a huge hippie, but like I was watching her videos and I was just watching her what I eat in a days and I was like on purpose avoiding any kind of slaughterhouse footage. I was like, that's not something I want to see. That's not something I want to like, like, cause I know like if I see it, like I can't go back. And she just decided to sneak it in to one of her what I eat in a days. She snuck that video, dairy is scary, or like the five truths about the dairy industry in the video. And then for that, like from that, it was just like, it was over for me. I was like, can't do it anymore. <laughs> like I saw milk in my fridge and I just saw like a calf and like my dog. And I was just like, no, not like couldn't anymore. Well, that's the thing. Like people always ask, right? Like, do you ever miss like eating meat or dairy and stuff and it's like no it's like it's not food anymore once you make the connection it's it's violence it's pain it's terror it's so bad and you just don't want to contribute to that once you make the connection yeah, so true yeah. so did you guys start by veganism directly or did you guys be- were you guys vegetarians before um i'm quite a hardcore person so as i said before i was paleo and i used to eat legit like six eggs a day sometimes even raw i would eat one steak a day uh, two chicken breasts a day, um, loads of loads of meat, um, and basically no carbs. Like, I was, like, scared of carbs back then. It was just awful. Um, and then once I made the connection, like, I was saying I was watching all these, um, YouTube videos and that vegan couple, and I remember eating my eggs in the morning, my three eggs, and watching their videos and being like, yeah, this makes sense, this makes sense. And then I was like, but what am I doing? Like, I'm a walking contradiction, a hypocrite. Like, I'm eating the violence and the things that I don't agree with. So what am I doing? So overnight, on the 29th of June of 2016, I went vegan. So I think it's been a long journey for both of you, but um, what are some of the highlights that you guys have in this journey? I think like definitely for me, like I love like vegan meetups or like especially like Vegan meetups can be, like, a little anxiety-evoking. Like, Tyra can probably agree with me on that. But, like, they're really fun. And especially, like, when you, like, do meet those people and then you make friends that, like, you really do have a connection with, that's super satisfying. And also, like, I didn't watch Cowspiracy until I was, like, well into my vegan journey. I was like, no, but I watched Cowspiracy and it was so, like, affirming. Yeah. And, like, because I'd already been vegan for a long time, I didn't... I don't always think about all the things, like, all the reasons I'm vegan. Like, that was super just, like... Oh, just feels so good, you know? Like, to be like, yes, I'm doing this for, like, a good reason. Like, it's validating, that kind of thing. When did you officially go vegan? So, I've been... So, like, once we reached the summer, I think I've been vegan for two years. But I think I officially went vegan the summer of 2017. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I transitioned for, like, a year, which is icky, but it was, like, a bit of a family situation of me, like, balancing school and balancing that kind of thing, and I was eating, like, 90% vegan, but obviously 90% is not vegan. That's okay, like, I want to reiterate to especially your listeners that if they're interested in going vegan, they don't have to do it like I did, like, overnight. They don't have to be so hardcore. I'm kind of, like, an all-or-nothing kind of person. Like, if I would do something, i go 100%, but you can be like Natasha and take your time, transition, and everyone has their own journey and their own steps and their own time and it's important to be patient and kind with yourself because everyone makes mistakes yeah i think you like the kindness is so important because i personally i think it's much better to do or for many people i think a slow transition is good but for me i was in a situation where i couldn't like i like i kind of wasn't allowed to and i was super super hard on myself and like really angry at myself for not doing it faster and still doing this and this and this And you need to just be kind to yourself 
And sometimes, like, there are some people that are vegan that will definitely come at you for those things, but you need to be patient with yourself and just, like, think, like, you're obviously still have value. You, like, you just have to take it slow sometimes. Were there any other struggles, like, say, family? Like, was it hard for your family to accept, like, your diet changed suddenly or, like, any other factors around you that made it more difficult for you to, like, turn vegan? Yeah, definitely. Like, my family was not, uh, (laughs) they weren't super happy with me going vegan. And, like, they, I don't think I personally had done enough research. I was just super emotionally invested in it. And I was watching, obviously, like, I knew, I'd seen a lot of people eat. But, again, it was high-carb, low-fat. They weren't necessarily always breaking down all the micronutrients you need to hit. And so, like, it was such a big difference from, like, what my parents eat. Like, my parents eat, like, a pretty conventional, like, okay, you have meat on your plate, you have carbs on your plate, and you have vegetables on your plate. Like, that's Mm -hmm. your meal, which is, okay, Uh, (laughs) that's a way of doing it. Um, But, like, my family was not happy with me going vegan, especially at the beginning. Like, they've definitely come around, and, like, they're way supportive now. Like, they see, like, something random vegan at the store, and they're like, go get it from me, and they're so excited and super, super sweet about that kind of thing. But yeah, in the beginning, was really difficult with my family. What about you, Tyra, your family? It was really interesting because my dad's a chef, so I thought he would be the one that was like kind of reluctant to it, especially because he's Swiss, so he eats a lot of salami and sausages and steak and lamb and, <laughs> and cheese. Cheese! So much cheese! cheese. <laughs> no, it's just insane. Like, too, much, too much cheese. Like, there's a, there's a limit. But... Um, he was actually the one that was really supportive. He was like, Tyra, if you're happy, I'm happy. That's the most important thing. So he would just cook vegan for me. Like, it was easy. It was my mom that was really, really, really reluctant. And she was all like, Tyra, this is so extreme. Um, this is too restrictive. You know, you, you need to have some meat and animal protein in your diet or else, you know, it's, it's just unhealthy and such like that. But I felt so strongly about it I straight up told my mom I was like mom it's either I eat vegan or I don't eat anything at all you choose and (laughs) and my mom like at first she really tried to force feed me meat and stuff but it just it was so hard for me to eat it because it just it wasn't food as I said it wasn't food to me anymore it was violence and pain and I just thought of all the animals that were suffering and it just hurt me so much. So I told my mom, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. So I showed her how healthy and happy I was and eventually she came around and now she's always like, you know, she's always telling her friends, she's like, oh yeah, my daughter's vegan and like she has this big Instagram and like, oh my gosh, she's so <laughs> cool and like she's getting all these sponsors and like, it's so funny how like things can change, right? So. Again, be patient with yourself. Sometimes, you know, when you make a big change, especially because when it comes to veganism, your parents might think that, you know, they know better than you. But and it's not like a way that you don't want to rebel against your parents or anything. It's just that you're discovering something and you're changing and you're growing and it's nothing to do with your parents. It's, it's something to do with yourself and with the world, right? It's something bigger than just us. And, and when I was going vegan, especially because my mom... I was coming from a background of an eating disorder and my mom was like, Tyra, this is too restrictive and such. And I was like, mom, this is not a diet. I'm not trying to lose weight. This is not about me. This is about the animals. This is about the environment. It's about humanity. You know, veganism is not only about the animals, it's about humans too. And it was just so powerful and impactful. And 
I'm so happy that now my parents are so happy to... I mean, even though my family is not vegan, I'm still the only vegan in my family. They're just so supportive, and we're always trying new vegan stuff with each other and cooking vegan food, which is it's so amazing, you know? And the world... I think the world's changing, so... Um, so you guys said that social media was definitely a part of uh, why you guys first went vegan, but how do you guys think social media has helped you guys maintain or maybe improve your vegan journey? Well... You, it makes you feel less alone, right? Because when you first go vegan, especially when everyone around you is, isn't vegan, you, you feel like you don't have a community, right? Like, I met Natasha through Instagram, and met you two as well. I mean, well, we haven't physically met yet, but I wish I was in my home. You feel less alone, and it helps you get recipes and find out things like, you know, you have to take your B12 and your maybe your vitamin D, and, you know, you shouldn't fear fats, you know, with the whole high-carb low-fat phase thing and it just yeah it helps you make make you feel less alone yeah I definitely agree with you like I found like really good friends through like the like social media with like veganism and you find new recipes and also like I think it was really helpful as well to like find people in your community because like once you find people in your community like my only association with veganism was like high carb low fat and then I met people here that are like you know, vegans here in Hong Kong and they don't eat like that. You don't need to eat high-carb, low-fat. If you do, that's fine, but, like, it's super helpful. And I think also, like, just to find restaurants as well can be really nice. Like, I've gotten a lot of really good recommendations. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people have this impression that it's more expensive to go vegan or vegan foods are just really, um, just something for the elite. But what do you guys... Like, that's what I thought. I thought veganism was, like, super expensive. Like, you know, like, buying those, It's for those fancy people. Yeah, like, fancy, fancy, like, people. But now I, like, kind of think it's not. But do you guys want to But what do you guys have to say to that? I think veganism... Being vegan is so cheap. Like, it's so easy and so cheap. Because... If you think about it, the staples that you have are, like, the cheapest foods. Like, they're, they're called peasant food because in the poorest countries, that's what people eat. Like, when I was in Laos, when I went, visited there, and we stayed in villages, like, no one ate meat because it's too expensive. Like, meat is really expensive. Um, so the staples like rice and bananas and beans and lentils and pasta and bread, all the good stuff, you know, the yummy carbs and everything they're so cheap and you can buy them in huge bulk and it's just the cheapest thing and veggies and and you have to know where to buy these things you know Um, a lot of people think that you have to buy like the most expensive organic vegetables and such and if you do buy like processed vegan meats and stuff of course it's going to be more expensive and especially if you eat out all the time but if you cook your own foods and you stick to whole food plant-based diet it's so cheap yeah, if you think about that, that makes so much sense because, like, we come from Indian families and I think for both our families, it it's like we have one day or maybe two days a week that's a we meat, meat day. Like, normally but other than that, it's lentils yeah. or beans, beans and vegetables, vegetables. Curries or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. What about you, Natasha? No, I totally agree, yeah. Like, unless you're eating, like, like obviously, like, there's superfoods out there that people will tell you, like, oh, you have to eat this to be vegan, but, like, as long as you're getting your B12, like... <laughs> You know, you don't need to be buying chia seeds. You don't need to be buying spirulina. Like these what are the is spirulina. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an algae powder oh, for <laughs> drinking or <laughs> put in like smoothies or your food. Oh. It's super yeah. high in protein, but yeah, I think. Okay, but what is B twelve? You guys keep talking about it. <laughs> I think it means like twelve um, nutrients. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> 
all micronutrients. <laughs> no, no. Okay, so when when you go vegan, a lot of people think like you're gonna be protein deficient, you're gonna be vitamin and mineral deficient, and everything. But that's completely false. As long as you're eating enough calories, you're gonna get enough nutrients. But there's one nutrient that you must supplement as a vegan, and that is B12. And it's very, very easy to find a B12 supplement. You can find it literally everywhere, and it's very, very cheap. So it's well. like a pill? It can be a pill, it um, can be a spray. Yeah. yeah, it can be a pill, it can be something that like, dissolves in your mouth, or you can do an injection as well. And then a lot of people say that it's very unnatural to get B12 that way, right? Like, if, if veganism is supposed to be for everyone, then why do we have to supplement? And that's the thing, is that B12 is actually not a vitamin, it's more of a bacteria. And we used to get it naturally from eating foods, like dirty foods, like vegetables and stuff. It would be in the dirt. But the problem is we're so, we sanitize everything so well nowadays that there is no B12 in our vegetables anymore, unless you want to eat dirt. But then you get a whole lot of other problems from eating dirty vegetables and fruits. I don't think, I do not advise getting your B12 that way. And the thing is, our soil is not B12 rich anymore after doing so much anim- oh, sorry, agriculture and farming like throughout the years, it's just depleted its B12. And actually the animals, they're also supplemented with B12 since our soil is depleted of it. So if you think about it, we're just taking the animals out of the equation and taking the supplements ourselves. So it is, there's no natural way of getting B12 in the modern day because it's either you're eating the animals that are supplemented with b12 or we take the b12 ourselves and it's very important like so i know i know some vegans that don't take b12 and i I get i start freaking out because you can have very very bad nerve damage and brain damage if you don't take it um, oh, interesting. interesting. Because I keep hearing about B12, but I never really knew what it meant. I literally <laughs> thought it was like the 12 nutrients, like vitamin A, B, C, D, or like whatever. Oh! Vitamin J. And what about like Hong Kong? Like when you were, when you guys were in, in Hong Kong, like did you guys eat at, like you mentioned, like eating out is expensive, right? So did you always cook your meals at home? Or? Um, Like I would tend to. Um, Like in Hong Kong, uh, it was really like helpful. Like my family would, a lot of the time, like they'd make food for me. I usually like, my family eats a lot of like rice and potatoes and vegetables anyway so i would just make my own like vegan protein dish do you know what i mean so like tofu beans whatever it is and then put it on the rice put it with the other vegetables that we already have that like basically like my friend my family doesn't eat like cheesy broccoli or anything you know like Mm. the vegetables are always vegan and the carbs are always vegan so like that was pretty easy okay Okay, so, oh, I've always wanted to know, so ever since you guys went vegan, have you guys noticed any major mental or physical changes? I mean, like, I think it really depends for me. Like, when I first went vegan, I was not eating well, okay? I was eating 1,500 calories a day because I just didn't know what I was supposed to be eating. I would eat, like, vegetable sticks for lunch. I was being dumb, I know. <laughs> like, but, um, so, like, when I first went vegan, um, I was... And I was, okay, I wasn't necessarily feeling worse at that point, but, like, once I then got, I was vegan and I was eating properly, I was eating, like, a sufficient amount of calories and, like, sufficient nutrients, I felt so much better. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely, like, I generally, when I'm, like, out and about, like, I feel energized, like, I feel good, like, like, even, like, I don't need a lot of caffeine for me, like, one cup of tea and I'm good, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I can study on a cup of tea if I'm, like, tired. Yeah. And I think physically, like... It, I was so young when I went vegan that, like, it didn't have a big impact. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Tara? Same, like, before I went vegan, I used to drink, like, six cups of coffee a day. Like, I was just, like, so 
like just didn't have any energy and I just I wasn't eating enough carbs too like there's such a fear of carbs in like society and when you go vegan you have to eat carbs because that's like majority of your calories and as I was going to say with Natasha is that a lot of people when they go vegan and they don't plan it properly they don't realize that plant foods are lower in calorie and more nutrient dense than animal foods so you're gonna have to eat a lot more volume to get the same amount of calories so a lot of people go vegan and they're like oh yeah i'm so tired i'm so lethargic i just don't have enough protein 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 oh my god i'm so sick of hearing about protein like that's not (laughs) me too i'm i'm scared about people that don't get enough fiber they don't get enough nutrients they don't get enough carbohydrates healthy carbohydrates um so if you're eating enough calories then you're not going to feel tired and a lot of people fear about eating enough food but as long as you eat enough food then you'll have a lot of energy and i have so much energy nowadays and since um i started lifting weights one year before i went vegan and going vegan i haven't had any loss of gains if anything i've had more energy and yeah my lifting has just been even more amazing and i'm always increasing in strength and muscle mass and i love it and Going vegan, still the easiest and best decision of my life. What do you guys, What do you guys normally eat throughout the day? Like, say breakfast, like your typical breakfast, lunch, or snack, or you know, like how do you prep your? Do you what prep is your a meals? what I eat in a day for you? Guys? <laughs> Should we start by Tyra? Okay, so for me, um, I eat quite interestingly. I do intermittent fast, so I don't eat breakfast. Um, I only eat two large meals in a day, which is just something I prefer for my lifestyle especially because I like to gym in the morning, um, fasted and everything. So usually for my lunch, I'll have like a big, well, I mean, you guys can like follow me if you guys are listening, lift vegan, lift underscore vegan, you can see all my meals there. But I usually eat like a huge plate of pasta or rice or quinoa and lentils. And I like making chickpea and lentil cakes. They're actually an Indian dish, which is my favorite. Um, I really love making those. Um, I'll make nice cream bowls, or sometimes I'll have like just fruit mono meals if I feel like it. Um, smoothie bowls, oatmeal, and then for dinner, everyone knows I love sweet potatoes. I literally, literally, I you literally. Have you have an Instagram highlight dedicated to sweet potatoes. Yes, <laughs> yes I have it. Yes, because everyone's always like asking me about the sweet potatoes. So I usually eat two kilograms of sweet potatoes for dinner, and people are always like what the hell that's so many sweet potatoes and it's usually because I burn just so many calories from the amount of activity I do so I love but you don't have to eat that many sweet potatoes <laughs> Wait, <why? laughs> um, usually yeah I just eat sweet potatoes um, sometimes I'll make a lentil cake as well um, I've got recently gotten really into coconut yogurt that's really, really I'm good. so addicted um, to it too yeah, <laughs> so yummy. and sometimes I make my own bread and pizza and stuff which is there's so many different options, you know, like, just check out my Instagram. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Natasha? Um, like, for breakfast, really depends. Like, I do eat three meals a day. I tend to eat, like, I went through a phase where I would just eat oatmeal every single day. And then I eat a lot of toast. Like, sometimes I eat cereal. But I always make sure to, like, if I eat toast, like, it's going to have avocados or it's going to have some kind of fruit. Like, always, like, there's always fruit in my breakfast no matter what. Um, and, like, I love to also, like, make sure to, like, throw, like, micronutrients in there, like, you know, chia seeds, flax seeds, that kind of thing. I love to have that in the morning. And then for lunch, it really depends. I a lot of the time just eat like what I made for the like, what I made the night before. So like whether I make like noodles or like t- like rice with lentils and veggies or like a big salad or taco bowls, like 
I don't know, like, I feel like it's endless, you know? Sometimes I make pizza, sometimes I make... Sometimes I, like, bake stuff and I have that. But, yeah, I tend to, like, eat, like, a lot of different things. Like, I'll make, like, tofu or, like, veggies with, like, lentils. I eat a lot of lentils. <laughs> I think yeah. it's really cool to see how within the vegan community as well, there's just so much diversity. Yeah, because you can... I thought it was just, like, fruits and veggies. and Like, I thought I was really limited, but now hearing you guys and... Uh, like, I've, I've started to, like, follow a lot more vegan accounts as well, yeah. even though I'm not vegan myself. But I think there's, like, a lot of, like, endless... Um, options or like you know varieties of what you can cook and eat yeah and it's so easy to veganize a lot of stuff so like last time natasha and i veganized pizza it was so good we made like cashew cheese and cashew cheese it was really good cashew yeah you make it with cashews cashews you can put like tofu if you want like lemon and nutritional yeast salt pepper yeah i made it the other day it was so good it was really yum so what's your favorite meal to cook um, I probably say, like, my favorite meal to cook, like, to have fun with. I love making pho, because I love eating pho. <laughs> and, like, low-key, it's kind of hard to find vegan pho for me, like, the in broth. Valencia. Like, yeah, like, the broth. I make the broth and then the noodles and, like, yeah. veggies and tofu. Um, like, I love making that. And I love making, like, nice cream bowls and oatmeal bowls, because they're really fun to, like, decorate. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Tyra? Two words. Can you guess what they are? Sweet yeah, potatoes. there we go. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> I'm, I'm so lazy. I'm 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 most of the starch has been converted to sugar, and it's so much sweeter. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. 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 I think I agree with right this. Right. But last time I had like black, okay, almost brown bananas, and you gave me a lot yeah. of hate for it. Who? You. <laughs> she was like, "Ew, what the fuck is this?" Like, she's like, "Why is this rotten banana in your room?" And it's so good. Like, it's so much softer, like creamier. Yeah. yeah. And like, spotty bananas are a million times better for nice cream. But I heard they're sweeter. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Just well, like... you heard, but we know because we tried them. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your favorite, um, what about restaurant, like restaurants in Hong Kong? Like, what's your favorite vegan, or any recommendations for our listeners? Mm, it definitely was CS yeah, Vegan. Yeah. But any that's open? Um, wait. I really love, like, I mean, like, I love Mana. The only thing about Mana is, like, they're really expensive. Like, their food is super good, and we both worked for them. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Saravana Bahan. But is that how you say it? I don't know. Yeah. Saravana Bahan. The, the Indian restaurant. Oh, the Indian restaurant. restaurant. Yeah, yeah, it's like Indian vegetarian and it's like a giant chain. Like, that one is so good and the prices are amazing. It's not expensive? Well, for what it is. Oh, okay. For what it is, it's good. Like, the prices aren't amazing yeah. if you're, like, going to eat there as, like, a student every night. Yeah, like, yeah. no. But, but yeah. it's good. It's good. Yeah. And Tyra, what about you? Yeah, I'm just, I'm so sad about CS Vegan, because that was actually the place that my best friend Rahel and I, Natasha knows Rahel, um, we went there for, on, on the 29th of June 2016, the day I went vegan, and it was like such a special place for us, and we would go every month, um, like, oh, it was such a special, but apparently, apparently, they're just looking for a new location, and they're probably gonna open up again this year, so, fingers crossed that CS Vegan opens, if you guys don't know what it is, listeners, it's basically a 
family-run vegan buffet, and it was only legit 60 Hong Kong dollars for all you could eat. We would literally stay there for all three hours and just stuff ourselves. And it's run by this the loveliest family, and they're so beautiful and oh, so nice. But yeah, they're going to reopen. I know it. Um, other than that, Mana definitely was one of my favorites. I worked there as well with uh, as Natasha, and um, the only problem is that one, it is expensive, and two, it's not fully vegan. And I'm trying to veganize them. I'm like always trying to get Bobsy to change it, but you know we're getting there. I, yeah, yeah. And another favorite of mine is a place called Soland, and they're in Central, and it's literally, I think it's like only $50, it's really affordable, and they give you a set meal that has like a smoothie, a soup, and a main, um, it's really, really yummy. Um, other favorites, Loving Hut in Wan Chai is another favorite of mine that's also super affordable, um, and they do really good egg tarts, and that's the thing, right, like, a lot of people think that vegans just eat salad and that veganism is really healthy, but you could legit be vegan and just eat Oreos and french fries. So you can be a junk food vegan and there's so many options. Just search up on Happy Cow um, and you can find all the vegan restaurants and options. But yeah, I think those are my favorites. And like to just to wrap up, wrap everything up, we, uh, I want to ask you guys, do you think veganism is now part of your identity? Yeah, it is, definitely. I mean, I'm called Lyft Vegan, so it's kind of hard for it not to be my, my identity, but I don't want it to be just... I, I don't want to be... I don't want people to see me and be like, oh yeah, that's the vegan girl, you know? Like, there's so much more to me and life than veganism, and a lot of people have a negative connotation with the word vegan. You know, when you go vegan, you're not just like this person that only talks about veganism and preaches veganism and forces it on everyone. That's just not the reality, and... You know, there's always that, like, assumption and joke that when you meet a vegan, you know automatically because they just tell you straight away. But that's just not true, you know? It, it's it's a part of who I am, but it's not everything about me. And But I think it is important to share it because it's such a beautiful thing and it brings so much positive energy. And, yeah, I hope that we can change the world and that the world is shifting into a vegan direction. Yeah. I would say, like, definitely it is a big part of my identity. But it used to be a bigger part of my identity, I think. Like, before I... I go through, like, obsessive stages. Like, I feel like I'm a little bit like Tyra. Like, I am a little hot and cold. But, like, I'll get super, super into something. So, I was... If you, like... Sonica probably remembers my phase when I first, like, discovered veganism. It was low-key all I talked about. Like, I was just obsessed. Like, that's not how most people are when they first go vegan. That's just me. (laughs) And I think, like, now... Like, I... Like, that's really important to me, and, like, it's a big part of my values, but, like, I've definitely decided, or not decided, but I've definitely grown outside of it, and it's still super important to me, but, like, I have an identity outside of veganism, and I think about things outside of veganism. So, do you guys have any um, final thoughts for the listeners, and what what kind of advice would you give someone that's just um, starting out with their vegan journey? Be patient with yourself. Like, research what you're doing. Don't eat 1,500 calories a day and think that carrots are enough for lunch. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's my biggest piece of advice. And, like, try it. Try it. Like, and also those videos of, like, people on YouTube sometimes that are like, oh, like, I tried going vegan and I almost died. Like, (laughs) maybe listen to the people that actually went vegan and, like, actually know what they're talking about, like Tyra. (laughs) You know? Yeah, that's my advice. Yeah, that's pretty much what I would say as well. Do your research. Be patient. Be kind with yourself. If you have to take it a meal, like a single meal at a time, a single day at a time, do it. Don't 
don't make it hard for yourself and hard for other people and yeah just be kind that's the most important thing so if the listeners want to find you guys how can they find you on instagram i'm banana world on instagram so it's like banana world like b-a-n-a a and A. Oh my god. Okay, banana and then W H I R L. Wait, wait. You just misspelled banana. That was really, really smooth. And you can find me on Instagram at lift yeah. underscore. Okay, thank, okay, you, thank so you so much, much guys. For being here with us. Thank you. Bye.